My name is Kofi Aglaw and I am the Managing Director of the Crop Development Center at the University of Saskatchewan. Kofi, can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Who is Kofi and what's something that not a lot of people know about you? You know, I'm the son of a mother who was almost like a, a, as a single mother. Um, I was too young when my dad died. She was the third wife and she impressed on me the ethics of hard work and that education was the only way out for me because the farmland wasn't enough left if I was to go into farming. I saw her struggles and uh, saw the progress she made when I introduced uh, um, a technology for her and you know since then I've just been relentless. It's nothing is good enough because there is a saying good is the enemy of better. So you always have to continuously improve. Uh, and that's my drive. It's simply to to take what people others would think as a challenge and doable, so it can be done. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Ghana. Uh, it's a, a small country in um, West Africa. was educated at the University of Ghana. And I did my graduate school at uh, what used to be called uh, Cecil College. It's the, uh, it was um, uh, solely based on agriculture engineering. And then we, in 1988, December, we came to Canada in what the Canadians call a spring uh, semester in the University of um, Manitoba, and where I, I did my PhD in uh, biosystems engineering. You talk about having a strong work ethic, and you would have to have a strong work ethic. You're the leader of the Crop Development Center at the University of Saskatchewan. Can you just recap briefly your history there, when you started, and, and what it was like then compared to now? Well, you know, that's interesting. When I started, uh, most of the breeders, at least half of them, looked a lot younger <laughs> uh, than they do now. I was talking to Curtis Posniak uh, with uh, uh, a Durham breeder and a genomics uh, uh, um, um, researcher, how, you know, he looked like a mid-35-year-old, not sure of himself, showed up always to ask for things. Now, when he asked me something, it is just to see whether I agree with him or not. Uh, you know, you know, but it's been an interesting um, evolution. When I go there, we say we have developed about 350 varieties or so. Now it's over about 475. So the productivity uh, has remained uh, and pushing on the envelope. I'm looking at market share today that we have for weed. That was in there. I know it was like 9% at the time. Now it's, it's close to 30%. Uh, and, and the performance of that area, I'm looking at the, the entire wheat R&D. Uh, when I got there, uh, um, Dr. Posniak was on his first um, Genome Canada grant. And now he's on the third. And you look at the tremendous progress that has been made for a complicated genome and in the world role he plays, you know, placed uh, the CDC on a pedestal no one imagined or offers saw. When I got there, you know, uh, funding of research was about $11 million a year. This year is about 28. Um, royalty income was about uh, $1 million. Now we're about five times that. Uh, so I have seen we've added uh, forage uh, um, breeding thanks to the sponsorship from the Minister of uh, Agriculture. So now we are almost like a complement of our crops. And, and, and just to see 
it's is the people. The work ethic has not been pulled back. You know, the quest to continue to do better things. Um, you know, when I came there, uh, uh, all past varieties were not had um, no protection. And when Anthony then talked in 2012 about UPOV 91 probably coming and uh, EDVs essentially derived, I went back and said, we have to protect our varieties. Now every pulse variety um, has been protected since then. You know, it's just tremendous growth. Um, we still have most of the technicians in place because of the work, uh, the, the, of the, because of the, of the work environment. For me, it's been nice to see a period of tremendous growth. And the CDC has always worked with um, uh, private entities, but we saw a lot more of that, you know. And, and, and that's just, I believe that as a university entity, we need to be equidistant to all of um, our partners. Otherwise, we lose um, the credibility if we sway towards one or, or the other. Because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be seen as you know, fair. And so it, it'd be nice to see the growth. For me, it is the growth that, that I've seen in almost everything that we do. When you recently announced a career transition, you're departing from the CDC at the end of this year to, to, um, to look at other other pursuits why are you deciding to leave it at, at this point and what's what's next for you oh it's time to go home so for the past four years my family has lived in Edmonton so you know I have a condo across from the university that I walk to work to I have a two-year-plus uh, grandson now who the last time I went home and the mom said who is that and he said Gapa and I'm like, oh no, I need to be here, and and it's just time to 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 um, uh, move on. I think the CDC is in a really good spot. Uh, it's going to celebrate 50th anniversary in two years. Uh, there is a vision um, document in place f- f- for the next um, 30 plus years. You know, well uh, uh, well articulated in terms of what it needs to do. It just needs to put a plan in place. Part of parts of the pieces of the plan are already there to put a plan in place to um, execute uh, that strategy, and so if I believe that the time has come, and with having to do a lot of, of driving to Edmonton, the time has come to move on. It's, it's in a good place that I can look back and say I made a little contribution. What's your fondest memory of the CDC? Can you think of a specific? Instance that really illustrates your your time there and why you loved it so much. Probably, you know, the best, the most one of them is the, uh, is the staff Christmas party. We have a large department, uh, and so we would organize a Christmas party where they see, we will help to um, subsidize the meals so that people can bring their families in so you could get four to five hundred people and I play the elf uh, but another one was the, the, the way certain industry sectors look at the CDC in 2013 you know soon after the wheat uh, summit and a lot of interest in, in wheat R&D Viterra met uh, us f- for lunch and their uh, information was that we had good uh, 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 germplasm in wheat. Uh, what they thought was helping, uh, uh, holding us back is resources, monetary resources to expand uh, 
the pipeline. So they said we wanted to, and also to you uh, to begin to use more of uh, um, double uh, hapless, which are fairly uh, expensive to generate. And so it was smarter, faster, and and, and bigger. And and so they invested five. They said you want to get five million dollars to invest in wheat to you know, expand your pipeline, use DNA, um, use a, a double haploid, and and bring varieties to the market. And uh, I walked out of that lunch like what? This is like man out of heaven. And would you believe that from the day we had lunch to the day we executed the agreement was six weeks, the fastest time. But that your relationship about transparency and they believe that the cities can do it and if you look since then cities have brought out some fairly good uh with varieties and and more uh, uh in the pipeline for me it, that was one of my most memorable moments that an external entity saw an opportunity naturally came to us and say can we make this investment to help bring more value to the industry? Which has always been the opposite. Is we, 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 we have a way of, of bringing value and we normally apply to people. No, they came to us. That, that is probably the, the best uh, thing I would say to have happened. And it, was, it, was, it was some nice cash for the uh, breeders. They, they really enjoyed having to work with that. We're here in Calgary for the CSTA semi-annual meeting. And there's a lot of talk about seed synergy, building the National Seed Organization. When you think about where the industry is going in the future, what what role do you see for public institutions like the CDC? Where do they where do they fit into things? I, I think that the CDC needs to, uh, to to remain engaged. Quite often, these industry meetings don't seem to to view or see public institutions as part of the industry. But if you look at it, we are developing varieties. Uh, we are um, uh, bringing varieties into the marketplace. They do oc- uh, occupy um, a good um, market share, improve uh, uh, rotations for, for all. And we have costs of doing business, just like anyone else, um, especially in the university environment where uh, almost every penny we use for uh, breeding is sourced. Sure, universe does give us land and, 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 and some of the other things, but the cost of, of making a cross and bringing right to the market is, is actually uh, is from, from outside. So anything that we can do, we know, and I know from having been through this, that there is a cost involved when we give breeder seed out to bring that seed as certified into the market. And how can we ensure that that cost is minimum so that we can also retain a bit more of the value and reinvest and continue to bring innovation to the market. You know, I think they need to get it right. They will never get all of the questions answered, but if they get 80%, you know, the 80% rule has to apply here. They believe that they can achieve um, 80% of all that they wanted in terms of a single window efficiency, they should just go for it. Other things will fall into place or enhancements uh, um, uh, would occur. But to, uh, I would advise that they should not see a perfect, perfect structure, a perfect function to launch this. Uh, when you are, are satisfied that to the best of your ability, you've addressed the, the major issues out there, just launch it and then other things will come into place or you can always uh, um, uh, uh, work hard to, to uh, ensure that those are the pieces that are needed are brought in. 
So I, I would say um, it's a good uh, initiative. It's come far. Uh, there's no time to stop now. We should go ahead. That's a good way to put it. Thank you for your time and good luck in your, your future endeavors. Thank you too, and I've really appreciated uh, working with you and Sean. And you, this is not the last of me. I'm going to be involved in the innovation. I, I, I call myself now from um, January 1st an unrestricted free agent. Thank you too.